Welcome to Autism Knows No Borders. Discover what's possible when people impacted by autism inspire change and build community. Together with the Global Autism Project, here's your host, Rachel Harmon. Hello, everyone. This week, we're celebrating the one-year anniversary of our podcast. It's been an eye-opening journey that continues to leave us surprised, inspired, and moved. We've learned so much from self-advocates sharing their experiences, family members talking about accepting their children's diagnoses, and professionals discussing best practices in the field of autism services. We've covered a wide range of topics such as ableism, masking, the neurodiversity movement, intersectionality, disability rights, cultural humility, and international collaboration. A huge thank you to all of our guests for openly sharing your stories and educating us about your perspectives. In today's episode, we'll be highlighting some of our dedicated listeners who have continuously supported this podcast over the last year. We want to give our community a chance to express what they've taken away from listening to the show. You'll hear from Cameron Burrell, Griffin Warbolt, Swathi Srinivas, Mary Johnson, Karin Whitehurst, Nicole Escura, Colleen Dorsey, and Liz Castillo. I'd like to give a special shout-out to Liz, who had been working as a Global Autism Project team member until the beginning of this month. She just recently had her second child and is busy embarking on a new chapter, but she'll always be part of the team. Liz had been cultivating relationships with our community on social media since we launched the podcast. Not only did she ensure our guest messages reached our followers, she encouraged our audience to listen with an open mind. Liz has played an integral role in reminding us to do with the autistic community and not for them. This compilation episode was actually her idea. She's been a trusted colleague, a dear friend, and just such a beautiful human all around. We wish you all the best on your new endeavors, Liz. Other team members who help make this podcast happen are Chung Tran and Linda Zhang. Chung, thank you for creating our beautiful visuals and audiograms week after week. Linda, thank you for managing guest relations and keeping us organized. And of course, this podcast wouldn't even be possible without Molly believing in the idea from day one. In this episode, discover what's possible when the audience takes the mic. To learn more about the guests mentioned in this episode, please visit our website, autismknowsnoborders.com. We appreciate your time. If you enjoy this podcast and you'd like to support our mission, please take just a few seconds to share it with one person who you think will find value in it too. You can also follow us on Instagram at Autism Podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Global Autism Project, and join our community on Mighty Networks at community.globalautismproject.org. And now, I present you, our podcast listeners. Hey there, folks. Uh, thanks again to listening to this episode, and hopefully you are doing well. To start this off, my name is Griffin Harbolt. I currently reside in Cypress, Texas, and I was diagnosed with autism when I was eight years old. Now, mind you, when I was diagnosed at the age of eight, that's where life kind of, 
I wouldn't necessarily took off, but it certainly kind of ever since I was diagnosed, it led me to a direction where I am now. There's things that I still have to deal with on a daily basis because of how my mind works and and how I process things. Like one of one of the things I struggle with is social cues. I also struggle with reading human expression and emotion. And while one person may look at it as, well, this person with autism or this autistic really has to deal with numerous difficult factors or difficult things, which is true. There are things that I have to deal with on a daily basis, but it's because I was diagnosed with autism or because I am autistic, it's led me to this beautiful community that I'm glad to be part of. And through social media, such as Instagram, it's enabled me to meet other individuals who are on the spectrum like me, who also listen to this podcast. Now, this podcast has so many great episodes. I recommend each <laughs> each episode. But I guess the ones that have really stuck out to me the most or connected with me the most has been when they interviewed Rachel Barcelona when they also talked to Haley Motes, I believe. And also, this definitely connected with me the most, or resonated with me, is Anthony Ioni. Reason being with Anthony Ioni is, is, is that he's got a passion for sport, and so do I do. His happened to be basketball, mine's football. I argue that football is way better than basketball, but look, that's just an opinion of mine. But in all seriousness, he's able to pursue something that he loves doing through collegiate athletics with him being at Michigan State University, being a basketball player. And also more importantly, which is something that I want to be able to do one day or pursue is, is being a husband and a father. And that's where I feel like that resonated with me the most. Having heard that episode when they interviewed Anthony Ioni is, is, is strictly awesome. Because now I know someone who is that. Now I know someone who is on the spectrum, who is a father, who is a husband, who is able to pursue his passion, both playing basketball at a collegiate school, as well as being a motivational speaker, which is something I believe he's passionate about now, really just, again, connects with me. And I'm so glad that y'all were able to have the opportunity to talk to not just Anthony Ioni, but various other individuals who are also autistic who define the stigmas or the stereotypes and show that stereotypes are just false representations. And I wish the world knew that it's not a a linear, but rather a spectrum. It's not just one specific thing or it's it's not defined by one specific thing or certain things. Like, for example, there are multiple indicators to identify someone who is on the autism spectrum, but also there's that stigma that, you know, autism is only for men or generally impacts men or males, which isn't correct. Autism can impact both male and female. And I really do believe that many women are underdiagnosed, which is, which is a problem, but you know, also, I want people to identify the false representations of autism and help spread awareness on why it's false. For example, there's the stigma that autistics are 
over emotional or too emotional or not emotional. They're a robot or like a, a Vulcan from Star Trek, which I'm not that whatsoever. <laughs> so I think it's important to identify those false representations and call it when you see it and, and help close that gap between false and, and true. And I say that because while there's a lot more information and more accurate information about what is autism in today as compared to early 2000s, late 90s, and so forth. For me, and I can't speak for every autistic out there, but I'm pretty sure they can confirm this as well, that for me, I still deal with false statements on a daily basis, such as being told, you don't look or act autistic, or that everyone is a little bit autistic, which are just false statements, and it's insulting. And that's why I advocate for knowing more about what autism is and what autism isn't. And I just want to say, as I end this, autistics love sports as well. <laughs> like, um, I never quite understood this, but there's this false narrative that if you're a person with autism, that you must love math and science. Matter of fact, I'm terrible at math and science. I am not a fan of math and science. If there is a academic subject that I like, it's philosophy. But my interest, or at least my favorite interest, is football. Where I, tr- on my podcast, Griff Talks Football, which is a shameless plug. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have a podcast, Griff Talks Football, where I try to be as educational in the podcast as I can be. And you know, whether it's explaining what side protection is or, you know, sharing offensive play calls such as double right off, two scat, H scissors flat, F shallow. That is an actual NFL play call. But look, I, I'm just trying to illustrate that that's my favorite interest is football and autistics should not be combined to false narratives. And thank you for listening. Hi, my name is Swathi Siva. I'm from Rockville, Maryland, and I have been working as a behavior technician for the past three years now, and I've also been working as a piano teacher for the past year and a half, in which I get to work with individuals with autism. And the episode that stood out to me the most was the one with Pamela Fisher about music therapy, and it was because that's exactly the kind of work that I want to do with my piano business in the future. I hope to also become a music therapist myself, and it was just amazing to hear about Pamela Fisher's line of work and how she connects with her kids and her clients and how she's making such a big difference in her community. And after hearing her talk, I did a little research about her programs on her website I looked up her resources that she had about music therapy, and I think she's she's got some amazing work that was just very inspiring for me to hear about. I gave her a follow on Instagram, and I see the kinds of amazing work that she does, and I even looked up steps to becoming a music therapist, and I think it was such a great push for me. I knew after hearing the episode on this podcast that this is exactly the kind of line of work that I wanted to do. And I think it gave me that final push to to do the research, look up the steps for becoming a music therapist. 
and see what I had to do to go down that path. And as a technician, I've worked with individuals, especially kids with autism, and it's just amazing work. And I don't ever want to see myself stepping away from that line of work, which is why music therapy was is the perfect choice for me to combine both working with individuals with autism and being able to combine music in it as well. And I wish the world knew that individuals with autism are just as amazing, just as awesome, and that we can continue to learn and grow and build that awareness and acceptance, especially in the autistic community. And I am really grateful to be part of a community such as Global Autism Project that lets me to work with amazing people, with parents, with self-advocates, with other professionals. And it makes me feel that I can really make a difference in the field that I'm in. And I feel really happy knowing that I've chosen the right path and that I'm working with some amazing people. And I would just like everyone to know that learning and breaking down those barriers that we have about autism is so important in in today's time and that by building this acceptance we can really grow as a community and just it's really amazing to be able to be in part of this field and to be part of global autism project Hi, my name is Mary Johnston. I'm from Bedford NH, and I am related to autism spectrum disorder by being a self-advocate. The episode that stood out the most to me was the one with Rachel Barcelona talking a lot about the actually autistic movement. I really agree with some things she said, some things about the neurodiverse movement occasionally being a little judgmental or disagreeing with some of the stances and then agreeing with some of the stances. And I connected with that personally because there are some things that I do and don't agree with. And it left me feeling inspired because I do fight for the neurodiversity movement. Something that made me do research on a topic I'm passionate about and learn more about it would be mental health or service dogs. And something that helped me when I was feeling alone was my church and my friends and family. What I wish the world would know more about autism would be self-acceptance. And if there's anything I'd like to share about the community, it's to be yourself. Hi, my name is Nicola Scura, and I'm from San Rafael, California in Marin County, which is just 10 minutes north of San Francisco. I'm a speech-language pathologist for a small non-public school for kids with learning differences. I'm also in the process of receiving my BCBA certification and personal training certification for working with individuals with special needs. So an episode that really stood out to me was the episode on February 24th, which was episode 49 with Michael Gilberg. It contained a lot of diverse topics like special education and disability rights, the importance of teachers and staff being aware of the social-emotional needs of their students, that school isn't solely about grades, and also contain a lot of great information about his own personal experiences. This particular episode really made me self-reflect on who I am as a service provider in a school and how I can better support my own students based on who they are as individuals. He gave great tools and strategies for service providers and how to support social-emotional development, and that it's extremely important, 
sometimes more so than progressing academically in grades. He also shared signs to be cautious and aware of when it comes to students receiving appropriate needs at a school setting. But I think most importantly in this episode, I felt inspired when Mr. Gilberg challenged the idea of normalcy and questioned if neurology even has a quote unquote normal or if it's just whatever society has deemed as normal at that moment in time. Overall, he gave a great reminder that in the end, we all just want the same thing, which is friendships, connections, and a life of meaning. So I've been working with kids with autism for the past 10 years. And personally, as a service provider, I just wish people were more open to learning about and connecting with people who have autism. I think we can all get stuck in our own heads about how do we connect with someone who may be different than ourselves. But the truth is, we're all different from each other. And the children and teens that I have worked with who have autism don't mind if a conversation feels a little bit awkward. All that matters is that someone is actually taking the time to listen to them and play and connect and be social. People with autism, just like Mr. Gilberg said in the episode, just want connections and want to be accepted and feel accepted like the rest of us. That the differences aren't quite as big as society can sometimes place on someone with autism and that it's truly a spectrum. People with autism do have great strengths and challenges just like anybody else does. Overall, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can about how to be a better person and service provider and advocate for those with autism. I hope to be able to make schools and gyms more inclusive for people with different needs. I think Autism Knows No Borders is such a fabulous way to really learn and broaden your own education about individuals with autism beyond your own community. And the best teachers are truly those with autism themselves. So I want to say thank you for your time. I feel very fortunate to be able to share some of the impact Autism Knows No Borders has had on me. And I'm looking forward to learning more. Thank you. Hello, my name is Corinne Whitehurst. I am an autistics educator in California, USA. I really liked the episode about intersectionality. It's not enough to like bring it up, I feel like. And she did such a good job explaining it. And it was impactful. And it was something I utterly agree with. I think so many times in autism and the neurodiverse movement, We only talk about autism. We only talk about that. Instead of talking about how our race, our social economic class, and our education level, I mean, it all affects who we are as people. And I always believe and tell people autism is a part of who I am. Autism doesn't control me. It's a part of who I am. And I both love and hate that part of me. So yeah, I think it's so important to like bring up that like, look, like this is a part of who we are. It's a huge part and that other parts are impacted by it and vice versa. The woman who was on your guys' show talked about how she is black and autistic and a woman. These three things really add up. And it, I really related to it because I have students I work with who are black and the parents and I, we've had so many conversations about how they got two strikes already, you know, they're black and disabled. So I think it's really important for people to bring this up. And hopefully, you know, I've been in meetings with a speducator where other speducators, you know, say it's behavioral, it's not a disability, and da 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 So I think it's really important to bring up 
the race card with disabilities, especially with autism. So yeah, I think that's hugely important. I wish the world would allow for more appropriate accommodations and modifications, not just in education, but further on in jobs and careers and life and allowing people to fail, I would say, be another one. So many of my students and parents are so scared of failure that they overcorrect, they overdo it. So now we have children and people who are so fearful of failure that they're not able to be the best they can be. And even if it's not what society thinks is the best, it's what the person, the people thinks is the best that I think is forgotten. I myself am an advocate. I said I'm a educator. I'm a resource specialist at Oakland Unified. I advocate a lot for my students within my own college, University of the Pacific, where I'm actually graduating this year. Wow, not even this year, next month, like early May, with my master's degree in education with a specialization in special education, where I will be credentialing. I also work with Autism Career Pathways on the board of directors, where we're trying to neurodiversify the workforce empowering both the employer and the employee. So I just wish that the world and community knows that we're here to help and that they're not alone. Growing up, I always felt so alone. So I think that, especially on Instagram, you know, that exposure to this community of people who have voices are being heard and are impactful, I think it helps. So yeah, I think that you guys have a great podcast. Maybe one day I'll be on it and hope you guys all have a great day. Namaste. Hi, it's Rachel again. This next message was sent in from Cameron Burrell, who has asked me to read it on his behalf. He says, My name is Cameron Burrell. I am from California. I was diagnosed with autism at age six. The episode that helped me the most was the Temple Grandin episode where she went in depth. I wish people knew that not everyone with autism is the way they portray it in movies. I wish that they wouldn't just show the Rain Man type, but the dynamic range in the spectrum. Hey there, this is Colleen Dorsey, and I'm from Massachusetts, which is in the United States. And I want to first share with you my connection to autism and a little bit about myself, and then I'm going to talk about how much I love this podcast. My connection to autism is that I'm a special education teacher. I work for an educational collaborative that services students within the central part of our state. I've been a teacher now for eight years. My first seven years, I had the absolute honor of working with middle school age students on the spectrum, ages 11 to 14. And at the start of this school year, I was asked to move up to one of our new programs and work with our high schoolers, ages 14 to 18. And I absolutely love it. It's been pretty neat because I actually have some of my former middle schoolers that I've been able to watch grow and progress. I also teach a graduate course at one of our local state universities to potential teachers. So people, once like me, aspiring to be educators. The course that I teach is about how to work with students with emotional behavior disorders and autism spectrum disorders. I personally feel this has been a great complement to my work of what I do with my students on the spectrum, as well as it gives me the opportunity to educate the future teachers of the world that are going to work with students of all abilities. With that said, it's quite obvious I have a great passion and interest for the world of special education, especially autism. I am an active listener of the Autism Knows No Borders podcast, and it's something I really enjoy listening to. 
I am now at a point where I can't wait to get in my car and go for a drive and listen to an episode. I did start listening to the podcast about a year ago when it first came out, and I did start listening in order and tried to follow along the best I could. I stepped away for a little bit and recently have come back to listen to specific episodes to learn more about Skillcore and our partner sites. I have found myself wanting to listen to specific episodes so I can learn more about the partners I've had the honor of meeting through our Leadership Academy. Besides listening and learning about our incredible partners, I have also found myself jumping around and picking episodes out of order because of a topic that draws my interest and I want to hear more about. When thinking back to what episode inspired me the most, that's that's really hard. That's really hard for me to do. They honestly have all moved me and opened my eyes and my ears and my heart and my mind up even more than I imagined possible. I get something out of each episode that I listen to, quite honestly, whether it helps me to better work with my students or better educate the graduate students in the course that I teach. If I had to pick an episode that stands out to me the most, there are a couple names of some guests that come to mind. Russell Lehman and his ability to talk about all abilities and the reality of many invisible disabilities and his way with words, and just his ability to write poems and rhyme. And if anyone knows me, (laughs) they know I love to write, and I also love to rhyme. So I can really appreciate Russell's work. Jeff Snyder is another one that stands out to me. I think it's amazing that both him and Russell are self-advocates that are sharing their journey with us and with the world. I can also connect to and appreciate Jeff's ability to talk about movie characters and how they portray autism traits. I just love that. And my teaching style is very similar to that and how I like to help my students understand the incredible parts about who they are. Joy Johnson also stands out to me as another self-advocate. She really paves the path for the incredible potential and abilities of adults with autism. And last, but certainly not least, the one that stands out to me the most as of recent is Maria Davis-Pierre. Quite honestly, I'm amazed and in awe with the amount of topics she was able to tie into her episode about autism in the Black community. Within seconds of Maria's episode, I was hooked. I was truly in awe with her ability to talk about what it's like to be a Black woman and to have a child with autism in the Black community. And she opened my eyes to how different it is from a medical aspect, from a religious aspect, as well as with the educational team and the overall process of diagnosing someone with autism. She talked about the difference of how boys and girls are looked at that have autism. It really just had me stop and think. And I just learned so much. And you, Maria, you you truly had such a beautiful and honest way of looking at the world in itself, helping us understand so many aspects that I don't think people take the time to understand and don't have to worry about. So thank you for talking about not just the world of autism, but the world in general, because honestly, I comprehended this as a life lesson for my work with autism, but also my work in this world. I want to not only be a better teacher, but a better human being and truly be part of the change this world needs to be better. And Maria's episode motivates me to do that. So thank you. To wrap this up, 
what I wish more people knew about autism is just more, that they knew more. I wish everyone in this world would listen to just one episode, just one, because I do generally think if they listen to one, they'd want to listen to more. And it is what the world needs to better understand and embrace the awesome autism community and create a world that is truly all inclusive. With that said, thanks for listening to me and thank you to all our guests. I cannot wait to go back and listen to more. And quite honestly, I feel like I've listened to so many, but when preparing for sharing all this with you, I was like, wow, there are so many episodes I still need to listen to. So I will continue listening until I listen to them all and please keep them coming. Thank you, Rachel, for hosting such an incredible podcast. And thank you to every single one of our guests who I've met via this podcast. It truly makes my day every day. Hi, my name is Liz Castillo, and I'm originally from California, currently living in Maryland, United States. I really started off with my connection to the autism community as a service provider. And over the past couple of years, I feel that I've evolved into more of an advocate and really just have learned to do a lot of work with the autistic community. So really, the way that I'm related to the autism community is just through relationships that I have formed over the years. The episode that really left me curious is Cheryl Albright's episode. I believe it's episode 28, and she's an occupational therapist and also a certified yoga instructor. I think it was called Yoga for the Special Needs Children. And so that episode really just left me wanting to know more about how she has learned to incorporate yoga into her services for her clients and really just about occupational therapy in general. And hearing her explain the way that it is adapted throughout the lifespan for a variety of reasons and all of the things that she's able to help support people with in gaining skills in that area through occupational therapy really was just inspirational. And I love the way that she explained that she really cares and prioritizes the way that she delivers services. So from a trauma-informed background. So I just appreciated that episode so much, and I learned so much, and it was just such a pleasure to hear Cheryl share her experiences. So that's the one that really stood out to me the most. What I wish the world knew about autism is that it's experienced by adults as well as children. And I say this because of my personal experience and of the conversations I've had with people who I am close to. And when I first learned about autism, it was through one of my preschool students. And from that moment moving moving forward, everything I learned about autism was in relation to children. And I think that as a community and as a society, if we want to make meaningful change in this world for the autistic community, we're going to start by listening to the autistic adults that are around us and really 
empowering them and supporting them and doing the work with them to help create a world that is truly accepting. And I think that's what makes this podcast so powerful just because it embraces and it gives autistic adults the platform to share their message, to share their experiences. And I think that that's key if we want to create change and I just think it's powerful that as a community, everyone has a different background, but we're all here supporting the same thing. Thanks for tuning in to Autism Knows No Borders. Listening to what our audience has taken away from this podcast really motivates us to keep going. There are countless meaningful stories we still want to share with you. The world needs to hear these important messages so that together, we can spread awareness, acceptance, and hope. We want to thank you for your continued encouragement, and if you're a new listener, welcome to our community. Are you a self-advocate willing to share your experiences and educate others? Are you a professional seeking to hear directly from autistic voices and improve your practice? Are you a family member hoping to support and empower your loved one? Whatever your role related to autism is, You can join our global autism community to connect and collaborate with people all over the world. Sign up today at community.globalautismproject.org. Let's work together to transform how the world relates to autism. Thanks for listening. Take care. Tune in each week for engaging conversations of how people across the globe are inspiring change and building community. You've been listening to Autism Knows No Borders, brought to you by the Global Autism Project. You can find Rachel's notes for this episode and learn more about today's guests at AutismKnowsNoBorders.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. By doing so, you'll be helping us increase awareness and acceptance of autism around the world.